Hey, welcome everybody to the Two on Three podcast, where two of your friends take on three topics in 30 minutes. You should follow us on... Wait, follow us on Twitter at... Yeah. At. See, this is, always the, this is always uh, this is a. <laughs> you know, I'm blowing you, the. You know, I'm blowing the intro. And when I host have to, the show, I write this down. <laughs> I I wrote it down. But what's funny is, but what's funny is, it's like you should follow us on Twitter yes. at two on three pod. There's like ats and ons that are sort of piling up here. And I'm not a professional broadcaster. So here we go. You should follow us on Twitter at it is episode two 20. on three pod. And you can send us an email, but don't send us an email. <laughs> you can. I, I tell you what, I'll, I'll give you a nickel if you send us an email. A I'm nickel? Not, like you're going to put it in your Venmo? Not a real nickel, but no. it's just a quiz for the people who've been paying attention for these 20 episodes. They, you know, if we don't tell them what the email address is and they know what it is, well, then that would be uh, that would be uh, that'd be kind of kind of cool. Yeah, so you can email us if you can figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> send us an email. It's like a quiz. It's like a pop quiz. If you can send us an email, you'll get uh, you'll get you'll get virtual hugs. You better get this train back on the tracks before everybody hangs up. <laughs> People are hanging up. Listen, we've been off the tracks plenty. Anyway, I'm Chris. You can follow me at CD Villasenor on Twitter, and with me is Ty. That's me. I'm on Twitter at SEATJK. Although I noticed that the podcast. My Twitter follower count doesn't really change, so I, I mean, there's no influence. <laughs> so <laughs> I think that it's just a—it's like a—it's a singular, it's a very insular uh, group of people. I think. Yeah, that we found we found our little bit of audience. Uh, you know, I don't know. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to do something to break this thing wide open to break it bigger. We have to do something. Like, I don't want to be famous. That looks terrible. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I see those people <laughs> like the Met Gala, and they all—no one looks comfortable. They're all dressed up in these fancy clothes, and none of them look like they're like having. Well, they look like they're having a fake good time. What are the faces that people are making? <laughs> I don't know. If you were famous, you would know. If you were famous, you would know. What anyway. is that? Well, hold on. No, what is that face that Jared Leto's making all the time? Well, he, he. I am a handsome actor face. It's not though. It's like I don't know. All right. Know. It's like he's confused one hundred percent of the time. It's blue steel. It's the. It's the Jared Leto Blue Steel look. Right. <clears throat> Actually, we're not chatting about that today. What are we chatting about? We're talking about space in all of our segments for the most part. So, you know, sit back, relax, and enjoy, you know, our trip into, you know, the realm of actual space science and the realms of science fiction fantasy. All right. And in the OT, uh, we'll discover a little something about ourselves that you might be discovering something about yourself as well. So anyway, um, Let's do it. we were, uh, we, again, in the I Ching that is our uh, shared, shared um, Google Doc where all of our ideas go, where all the best, the terrific ideas, the best ideas go. Yeah. Um, there, was an, there was one that was floated, which was to say... Um, it's a comment on the pettiness of the human condition that we've been in space for 60 years and that we as a species aren't solely focused on climate science and space exploration. Well, this is interesting. This is an interesting thought. You know, because when, cause when, cause when, when do we get on to the bigger things? I mean, this is, this is important stuff. Climate science and space exploration. I mean, like, people got jacked when we went to the moon, right? It was the best thing and then we yeah. set up a bunch of missions and it was cool and then people just said hey whatever and we've got now we've got like a space station that floats around but that's about it it's it's insane to me i mean <laughs> here we have a race of people obsessed and who with the with the circumstances of their creation and uh who have divined you know tomes to to in search of the service of, of the creation of man and every time we learn something about space it's just that it's bigger than we thought and uh there's zero explanation for why it's the way it is and we're so focused on our own belly buttons that we don't care and people are just like well i'm good with what we got let's not worry about what's actually out there <laughs> But they the, can't. But... They can't focus on anything big picture for more than two seconds. It, hey, and I'll admit, to wrap this up, uh, my perspective on this, 
I don't like to think about space too hard because it definitely starts to like mess with it gives you you start to I at least personally start to develop an existential crisis like really quickly when I think about space too much. <laughs> sure. Like you're like we're we're really small. Oh. Kind of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's I mean when we think about when we think about our existence in this giant mass of space, right? It's miracles all the way down. If you look at it, it's like it's it's a miracle that we have a sun that is as hot as it is. Any hotter, any cooler, it wouldn't work. You know, you've got a you've got a you've got a planet that is just in the perfect spot. It's miracles all the way down when yeah. you look at it. And the whole thing the whole thing only works because it works. And I think when you look at it like that, it's you just it's easy to just say, well, why explain it anymore? What is the you know? It's like when your wife says, "Why do you love me? Tell me all the reasons you love me," and you're like, "Um, because uh, I do." <laughs> I don't know. I internalized all the specifics, and now I don't right. remember them. <laughs> Tell me a reason. Give me five reasons you love me. Uh, yeah, I, I just do. Can we just can we just take it on the faith that that I do, and that's that's good. I feel the same way. I feel the same way about the Earth. I like our existence. Like you could you could think about it pretty hard and try to try to suss out all the 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 things that make it if you have a divine kind of perspective on it or if you have more of a scientific perspective on it or somewhere in between. But when it comes right down to it, it only works because it works. And if it didn't work, we wouldn't be here to think about it. So you're saying that that's a good reason to not explore space? I'm well. It's it's a good reason to sort of get beyond some of the some of the scientific trappings of it all you know you could try to or the or it might be you know a way to get past some of the more you know divine creator aspects of it all it's like we could you could just say you know we're here and that's and that's and that's where it starts you know what I mean? I mean, people are always looking back in the, it's like, well, how did we get created? Was there a big bang? Was there this? Was there God? Did he create the earth in six days and then on the seventh day rested? And and when it really comes down to it, it's like, does it really matter? I have a, uh, a completely, like, much more practical view of this, which is the space race, unfortunately fueled by a fear, a military fear, as sure. you know, all motivating factors for and political action gr- are. And all great innovations in society have come from basically fear-driven military-type okay. applications. So given, given that space was never actually had any direct military application, it did, though, give all societal benefits that far outweigh the investment required. Well, I shouldn't say outweigh. It's hard to say, right? We'd have to do some sort of a, a study. But, like, I just – real quickly while we were talking, I was like, I know that there's a huge bunch of – uh, a huge amount of products that are basically just side uh, benefits of the fact that we are trying to go to space and all the things we're trying to do to make space livable. It includes things like LED lights, infrared thermometers, uh, the first prosthetics, um, Velcro, anti-icing for, uh, for airplanes. Yeah. Velcro. Sure. Uh, what else do we have? We have uh, landmine removal. So like there's things about the, 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 the arm grabber that they had to develop for the, the pro sure. that became like the la- the, pr- the blueprint for landmine removal, yeah. firefighter gear, obviously, so fire resistant stuff, temper foam, and uh, I mean enriched baby food because they're trying to condense food into mm. you know. So we've got all these benefits from trying to go to space, and I, I we just my point is just that it's very frustrating to me that humans as a you just are so petty that we're like, yeah, hey, you know, let's just discard all of this. And I'd rather argue about some bullshit. <laughs> I think that I think it's I think it's more than just being petty. I think that all but you know ninety nine percent of the people on this planet just trying to survive. <laughs> it's hard to get. It's hard to get beyond. You know what you have to have is this. You're making this, my point. We, you, yeah. We well, should you, be well, you, if we. Well, you got to take care of some basic fundamental stuff first before we before we. Before we just launch the entire race into outer space, you know, Star Trek style. 
Well, you know, the way we're going backwards, we're going to be pretty upset that we didn't do a little more work on this. Well, I mean, that's the other thing. I think that climate science is maybe a little more important than space exploration. I know space, there's a lot of, like you said, there's a lot of benefits to trying to have innovations that allow us to go to space, live in space. But fact of the matter is we're living on the planet. And so, you know, getting getting a little more focused on, you know, what we can do to keep, you know, people moving forward and yet not wrecking the place entirely. Now, I'm of the mind that from a climate perspective, you got to wreck it a little bit in order to make stuff happen. <laughs> just a, I just I just think that, you know, you got to break a few eggs to make an omelet. And, okay, and it I'm, just comes... I'm... I mean, really, what, I mean, how can you, how can you make, really, what, I mean, how can you, how can you make things, how can you make the not break the environment a little bit? Fair enough. I also think that once you realize what you're doing, that you should stop. Well, I mean, what, mining, or, that's an essential part of making stuff. Um, The creation of energy, which requires burning stuff, which we haven't been able to get past. Well, that's not true. Like I mean, what? like wind out produ- wind out produces coal something like a hundred x or something by now, and that's completely renewable and doesn't require you to burn anything. Uh, the car you drive requires you to burn stuff. That's only because uh, I okay now are we, we, this can turn into a political argument because I tell you that that only that only continues to be the case because of retrograde policies that were in place. If we could have been way ahead of the curve on this shit, if we had realized again, we've been in space for sixty years, and if we had kept that trajectory going, we would have things like much more efficient vehicles and uh, much more efficient energy sources. And I'm not saying that people haven't spent time on this, but my point is that there are plenty of resources that could be directed at this kind of research that's simply not because no one is beating down the door for it. Yeah, my perspective on this is that people who have the means to sort of, you know, to put technology in play in their lives that allow them to do climate things should start doing climate friendlier things and i think that's i think that's on people who that's on people who can afford to do those kinds of things it has to start there because the reverse could be true you could subsidize it you could but but i would rather subsidize poor people's ability to bring themselves up in society more than people's ability to you know put this kind of technology into play. I think there are basic things that I think there are basic things that we should be supporting in terms of the lifestyles and you know the the success of overlooked people as opposed to as opposed to bringing in these technologies that people. I'm not going to argue that. Po- I'm not going to argue that point. I'd also say the two things can be true. You could do it's not an either or. That's not a that's not a it's, true binary but, choice. But but it's not a. I'm not saying it's a binary choice. But I'm saying that if you can afford to make your footprint smaller, you should be doing more to make your footprint smaller. Well, sure. And that's and you know, so, you know, instead of buying a Bugatti <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> Just because, or quote unquote, buying offsets for your mo- monster house, you should do something, you know, that that moves that moves the the planet forward a little bit. Well, speaking of offset, Lambo, <laughs> <laughs> there is a dude in my uh, there's a dude in my neighborhood somewhere up in the hill there who has a Lambo, and when the mm-hmm. weather gets nice, it comes out, and then he just menaces me, like. <laughs> You know, you know how like he's driving this Lambo, and uh, I'm driving over the speed limit, and he's just know? all over you, and he's all over me. Yeah, I'm just like, dude, just pass me. If you're gonna be, if you're gonna drive a Lambo, and I'm going, I'm already going 40 miles an hour in a 30. You might as well right. just pass me. There's nobody, there's nobody here. Why are you menacing me in your right. Lambo? Stupid. He's being a prick. <laughs> well, see, this is my yeah. point. This Hasht- is my point exactly. Hashtag he's an asshole. I think. I think that's. <laughs> All right, so let's say we don't completely wreck the environment here in segment two. Let's say we don't completely wreck the environment, and we get we and we got our we got our uh, we got we got off our ass in terms of uh, getting some people into space. Given some choices here, like some basic choices, like would you live in space? Would you would you choose to live on the moon in a space station on Mars? Like if they if we could push it that far. Let's say you got to 
you fell asleep and fell asleep for 100 years, 150 years. You woke up and they said, oh, we're living on these places. Would you, would you, would you go? Uh, and the earth is still, like, habitable? Sure, I can still sure. choose. No, you could live on the earth or you could live on, you could live in sort of a, an early, an early sort of early colony Mars, early colony moon, or um, in the, in a, in, in the International Space Station, which is maybe a little more like a Marriott now. For sure not. <laughs> <laughs> like no, no, there's no hesitation for me. No, for sure not. Yeah, I can't think of more. I can't think of a more unfriendly environment to human beings than space. Like you've got to create these structures. I mean, any failure is death. Like there's no. It's there's 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 no like. Uh, I I guess if you have it, it's, it's like a sub. Everything's gonna be like a submarine, like a giant submarine, where right. you've got to compartmentalize a pressurized compartment for every single. Like how how frequently are there pressure doors? Right. I need to I need to understand seen, how quickly you've seen those early alien movies. That's about that's how many pressure doors there are. Yeah, no, I don't know. <laughs> no, that sounds terrible. <laughs> so it's it's funny because here here's the reason why too. So uh, people ask me, you know, do you like it in Seattle? And I'm like, I can't imagine really living anywhere else. And I've been a lot of different places. There are places I'd like to visit, places I could probably stay for a while, but I don't think I could ever leave Seattle. And really, why boils down to the fact that it the temperature doesn't vary more than 40 degrees one like the, the entire existence pretty much exists between 40 and 80 <laughs> right i mean there is exceptions here and there but yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. A, day, a couple of days at most right it bounces up for a little bit it bounces down a little bit but yeah for the most part and so that means that anytime i want to go outside of the house my biggest concern is how heavy a coat do i need right so and that that stems from having spent a number of years living in alaska or leaving the house is just this ordeal, all right? So like, is it for eight li- months it's like year, living leaving, on Mars. <laughs> I've got the car. Well, first of all, the car's got to be plugged in at night, otherwise it won't start in the morning. I got to get out there and like scrape it down. Uh, I've got to wear three different layers and be able to take like layers off when I get wherever I'm going. Um, so it takes like a minimum of 25 minutes from the moment you decide to leave to when you can actually leave the house. Mm-hmm. In space, it's just the worst version of this. <laughs> where like I need, I want to go outside. All right, well, put on that suit. <laughs> It's right. going to take an hour and a half. Right. It's like yeah, it's the same reason that I'm not interested in scuba diving. It's it's way too much work. And you know, if if you botch it, that's it. You're done. <laughs> it's over yeah. for you. Yeah. Space would living in space would indeed suck. It's sort of like all the shitty hard work and and a horrible existence of little house on the prairie and yet you can't breathe the air. You die. <laughs> you would like, if you screw up, you'd die. Like, yeah. There's so, and there's no help coming, and there's no whatever. But people are down for this, man. People are, you know, Elon Musk always talking about going to Mars, and people people si- want to sign up for this deal. I want to go to Mars. You want to die. You want to <laughs> you want to take a one you want to take a one way ticket to Mars. So I would maybe do the space tourism thing in in this. This hypothetical where I wake up 150 years in the future uh-huh. and there's like a reliable. You said this like the ISS was like a Marriott. Yeah, yeah. I might hit that up for like a like an, as long as there's a it's a finite period of time. Yeah, take the orbital, take the take the orbital ride, go once around the planet, dock with the space station, hang out there for a couple of days, and then come home. Maybe <laughs> it's still pretty. It's Even still then, pretty, it's like yeah, it's pretty nerve wracking. Right, like it's just the idea. You fly in a plane though. You fly in a plane. And I, it's, all the time, I, yeah. And that's really just a. You don't think about that. I mean, that. Oh, I think know. about it way more than I. <laughs> I'm not afraid exactly, but definitely the the possibilities uh, are, are creeping. The, the thoughts are creeping into my mind as as you know weird stuff, at weird noises. I don't like I don't like any thumps, any like loud thumps. <laughs> I don't like that. So now, I don't like so the now shuddering. Imagine, so now you imagine you're living on Mars and you hear that loud thump. No man, I'd never be. Basically, it's like you're living your life like tense as hell, like secretly tense as hell, underneath like your 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 calm facade while you live. Hey, and I've seen Total Recall. I see what happens when you get sucked out of the dome. <laughs> your, eyes, <laughs> your, your, your eyes get all buggy. Exactly. I get to look like Susan Sarandon if I go to Mars. <laughs> I, that was that was rude. I apologize, Susan Sarandon. Although she doesn't really deserve any sympathy, she's been quite a piece of shit for a while. <laughs> oh, come on. Well, maybe Sweet. not a piece of shit. 
let's leave Susan Sarandon out of this. She's a she's a, you know. know she's a Look, she's man, an important she's, pr- she's an important part of our growing up. All right, well <laughs> she, now she's singing the praises of Jill Stein so she can get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! This, this right. really took this took a this took a turn. First we were living fuck on space Mars and fuck Susan Sarandon. <laughs> so 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 now you're like so you're the guy in the first segment who's like Let, we should we should we should explore space and now you're like hell no I would go to space. <laughs> no, other people should, should it. other people should go to space and die. Uh, well, we have no problem sending other people to war to die. Sorry, well, I didn't mean, but... <laughs> well, I mean that's a that's a that's different. It's a little different. It's, it's, but it's, you know, uh, going it's, to yeah, it's worse. It's worse. It's much I, worse. I I still I still am I still am I still question the value of trying to travel into space in any in any real way, shape, or form. Well, I don't think it's so. I think that's the thing is that sending people into space is not the right focus. We need more, faster, long range probe technology. Like that's what, where the that's to where do the what. Focus. To find out what's happening in these other places, they can't. Those, those these other places are too far away, pal. They, That's what I'm saying. We need to work on making them not too far away. <laughs> we should just, we should just hubble around. We should just point the hubble at stuff and try to like, try to see if we can't zoom in on like naked alien. One thing I learned can... from science fiction is nothing bad happens if you can like open a wormhole. <laughs> yeah, no, and nothing ever happens. No, it's if, fine. If you it can always rip, works out. If you, can, if you can rip a hole in space time, yeah, it all works it, out. It's it's all good. <laughs> it's all it's fine. Not, yeah. No, this. So, my sort of my last point on the space thing is we're all living in. We all watch too much TV with regard to space, and the human body is basically built for Earth. It is evolved on Earth. Correct. It is. You know, you've got. You know, four pounds of bacteria in your gut, in your body, that keep you alive, and that those things don't exist anywhere else in the entire universe. I mean, you are right. stuck here, pal. So, well, you saw the thing with the astronaut, the long-term astronaut from the ISS. Is he was a twin, and his DNA had changed. Yeah, like he came back, they did the test, and I didn't yeah. see what the actual like how it had changed, but clearly, just being in zero gravity long enough actually like changes the building blocks of your body. Right. I mean, so there's, there's, we are, we, we are stuck here. So if we're, if we're jumping back to the first thing, I think client, uh, climate, you know, science is probably more important, you know, exponentially more important to me than space exploration, even though space is pretty cool. And I, and I, and I enjoy, you know, I enjoy the, the thought of, you know, I, I really enjoy like space photography and all that stuff. I think that stuff is totally mm-hmm. cool. Like the universe is, is a wondrous and marvelous place, and you're mm-hmm. just gonna have to watch it from your house. Cause <laughs> let's be clear, you ain't we ain't getting out there. We aren't, we're not getting out past, you know, past a couple of planets worth, and uh, I don't I, think it's I, ever I, happening. So well, not in our lifetimes. I don't think it's happening in anybody's lifetime, to be honest with you. I don't know what. I don't you don't know think humans of... will ever figure it out? No. No. Listen, we're at the halfway point, man. This is like the Earth has been here for four billion years, and there's about four mil- billion years worth of uh, you know uh, fuel in the sun. This is this we're is on the point. we're over the hump. I say we use right, it so up. Right, we got to figure it out. No, I say we party it up and use it up and be done with it. Oh my you know, god! <laughs> <laughs> it's halftime, man. I think you should run for office on this on this platform. <laughs> I totally should. I totally should. It's like, you know, let's make everybody let's let's work to make everybody who lives on the planet just more comfortable. And Yolo just, Earth. Yolo Earth. <laughs> right. I mean, let's let's help out. Let's help out people who don't have as much, and let's let's make sure that they get they get more that they enjoy their lives that they're, you know, and that you know we're all we're all nice to each other and. And uh, and just you know forget about it because we're not living in space. Oh, well, maybe if we were nice to each other, then we could all invest in the in the space program. We wouldn't have to spend <laughs> so much money on guns. Right, you could take all that gun money and uh, you know spend it on whatever. Frankly, if we're going to spend all this money on guns, can we at least get some space guns? <laughs> A laser gun? <laughs> yeah, where's my laser guns? Speaking of laser guns, in the third segment. 
we're going to talk about... Hey, did you like that segue? I liked it. It was very good. <laughs> Hook, considering, considering not, here's, we're gonna co- I'm going to cop to this, considering neither of us have seen the Avengers yet. Um, so, I blame Infinity. you for my not having seen it. What? Oh, because you were going to wait for me, but then my life is just... My life Correct. Is so, like, my I have had multiple opportunities to go... You and I've just, not gone. You should go. No, because I want my thoughts to be fresh when we talk about it. <sighs> okay, yeah. Maybe I go this weekend. No, but then see, then what's going to happen is then I'm not going to be able to do it. Right. You should go <laughs> while you're at the remote. I probably while, while you're on the while you're while you're working out of the remote office. Yeah, I might do it tomorrow night. You should just go. Well, I was going to go if the Jazz had won last night. I'm in Salt Lake, folks, this week. The uh, huge, we're doing the road show again. The the huge Jazz. <laughs> if they had won uh, last night, there would have been another home game, and so that's what I was going to go down. I was going to go downtown and like just be around it. You know, I you know what I'd love to do? I'd like to go to the to, I'd like to go to the Houston um, uh, Utah game and just watch um, James Harden dribble the ball between his legs interminably for an no, hour. No, I didn't say I want to go in it. Like I just <laughs> want to go that's be around where see. the people are. <laughs> that's what I want to see. James Harden. Anyway. Ugh, I don't. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> There'll be time to talk about that later. Anyway, in preparation for w- movies we haven't seen yet, <laughs> here we are for Solo, a Star Wars story. Coming up. It's coming, coming up. Memorial Day weekend, the start of the summer movie blockbuster season. Now, By the time you're hearing this, it'll be 15 days away. Yes, yeah, somebody, somebody the other day made an argument that they should have opened on May the 4th. Because May the fourth, sure. I think, was on a was that a Friday? It may have been a Friday, so they could have mm-hmm. opened. They could have opened. It was they, it was last Friday. They, yeah, they could have opened May the fourth, and someone said, "Why didn't they open on May the fourth? It would have been the best thing to do." And I made the obvious argument. It's like, well, they're trying to take advantage of the three day weekend. Really, I mean, mm-hmm. when it comes right down to it, the extra day probably outweighs the the May the fourth. I don't know. I think the people would have gone buck wild, man. Because <laughs> I, I think you even get the casual Star Wars fan out to Solo. Like the guys who, the people who may not, might not see the non-mainline movies, mm-hmm. might come out on the Star Wars day. On Star Wars see day, the Star Wars movie. Yeah, you, Star Wars maybe movie. you don't think they'd be frightened of all the all the weird weirdo Star Wars people who would be uh. at the Solo the Solo a Star Wars story. Which I have to call it that, by the way, that, because that's a title. Solo, a Star Wars story. So, Solo, a Star Wars story, opening on May the 4th. I think it would have been, I think it's a good idea. I think they probably should have had, like, some contests and some screenings or something like that. They could have done something cool and then just opened on, on the three-day weekend, because that's where the action is. You know, speaking of the title, I think they should have called this movie, Oh, it's Han. <laughs> <laughs> and just run, and just run, and just run Mark yeah. Hamill. Yeah, like, just that, just that, that clip over, of... over and over again. Oh, just at the end of every trailer, hard. the the voiceover, like they show the solo logo, or no, they show the logo. It says, "Oh, it's Han," and then it's just his voice. You don't even see him. Just, oh, it's Han. <laughs> I would have would been a big fan of that. Yeah. Oh, good. So, so, what are, what are your uh, what are your uh, what are your thoughts here? Initially, what do you what do you just just from the marketing from the from the trailers that have been put out? What do you think? Um, I'm super nervous. Uh, I so I'm gonna say something that you're probably gonna hate. I don't particularly like Amelia Clark's acting. I don't like her character on Game of Thrones. I've never really been into it. I've never bought her in the role. It's actually mm-hmm. been a big problem for me for the series. I've never really vocalized this opinion before. It's definitely one of these like bad opinions that people are gonna disagree with, but. People are all about the Khaleesi. I'm not with it, man. So I'm concerned about that. Because she was in that other movie. Like, she did a Terminator movie or something, right? Yeah, maybe. And I, <laughs> yeah, <and> I, <laughs> sure. I don't know. I think I watched that movie, and I have no recollection of watching that movie. So, I mean, that tells you something. Um, anyway, so I'm concerned about that. I'm concerned about the the talentless goober they have playing Solo. And at this point, I honestly just hope it is like 80% Donald Glover. <laughs> <laughs> and Chewbacca. That sure, would be it. Yeah. The th- the I my my concern. Well, the, I they, do have yep. concerns. I have concerns. The um, my first concern is that there, the the trailer feels very much like Chris Pine playing Captain Kirk in that first Star Trek. Movie. Yeah, the smirky turd face all the time. 
Right. And, you know, there's this whole, that whole bit where he's like, I want to be a pilot, and he's sort of racing that, that, that speeder through the streets of where Coruscant or whatever the hell they're living. And it's just, and it just smacks of that Captain Kirk. It smacks of that Chris Pine, Captain Kirk thing, which I never have gotten over. The fact that that Chris Pine, Captain Kirk thing just, it still pisses me off. Like I blew off that third, I blew off that third, that third Star Trek movie just because I I have zero issues, zero issues with the Star Trek stuff. After the second Star Trek, after, after, you know, into darkness or whatever, I was just like, I am done with this bullshit. So, but I, I get them, that. I found them very entertaining, but I understand why you don't like them. But I get the, I get that same sort of, again, I get that same sort of feeling from, from this. And I don't want, I don't want, I guess Han Solo is that kind of guy, but, you know, being a space pirate allows you some, <laughs> like, being a space pirate allows you a little latitude, but being just a punk doesn't. Right, well, so being, like, a 40-year-old space pirate who's seen some stuff and has, like, got some attitude on you is endearing. Being a 20-year-old space pirate, you're just a prick. Like a budding, <laughs> not yeah. even a space pirate, yeah, you're just yeah. some dude, just, like, yeah. some, some, you know. We'll see. I, you some know, wet behind the ears attitude, like, doesn't know anything about anything. Yeah. I just, I mean, I trust the people who are making, you know, I, I trust Ron Howard. I mean, Ron Howard's a yeah. good, he's a good filmmaker. I mean, I don't think he, you know, I, I think I, I think there's probably something to be enjoyed there, but if I have concerns, that's that's probably my only concern. Then they could they could put me out of that instantly though. I mean, I'm I'm ready to I'm ready to enjoy it without bias. If they cut it together in the way that they use like Luke Black in uh, Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift, we'll be okay. <laughs> Like, he's the lead, right? Yeah. But really, what the person that moves the plot along is uh, uh, Bow Wow and Han. <laughs> Ironically, Han. Han. Han Solo. His name's Han yeah. Solo, by the way. <laughs> yes. Who dies in that movie. But then comes back. Well, that's so clear. I think the canon is that that movie happens after all the events where he is in. That, you know, let's, what? Let's not digress. Let's not digress. Yeah, go <laughs> look it up. Go look it up. <laughs> but anyway, no. But again, we'll see how it works out. But we all know, and I've made this point before, that regardless of what you say, your favorite Star Wars character is the Millennium Falcon, who's the star of, who's right. really the star of the show. And we're going to see we're going to see a different side of the Falcon, and I'm very excited about that. We're we're going to yeah, see definitely. new Falcon, like like new car smell Falcon. Yeah, new old Falcon. New <laughs> the new old Falcon. Yeah, I'm down with it. But which so didn't you you had an idea about picking your other favorites, right? Yeah. So it's like you know what are your what are your favorite spaceships? I mean, we all know that uh, we all know that uh, you know if the Falcon is my number one, you know. Where do you, where do where do you go from there? Um, well, I got a more recent addition to uh, my favorites is uh, Star Lord ship the the Milano. <laughs> Just because it's named after, they should have called it the Teen Steam Alyssa Milano. Is what they should have <laughs> called it. <laughs> no, I like the. Uh, I'm really I, I like the way it has the agility, like the way that he's able to fly it with the the the. Yeah. Uh, Moving in three dimensions. Yeah, in it's a, kind of it's, yeah, it's kind of big, but yet it's kind of it's sleek. Yeah, it ba- you yes. can it, you you believe that it can like bounce around the way it bounces around. Yeah, especially like the early in the first movie where he has he's trying to get off that planet and run away from Jaime Hansu, and he like <laughs> like they fire that that big gun at him and he like pulls up and the thing like jumps up in the air. It's just it's yeah. a great effect and uh, it's it, it endeared it. I, it's, I probably suffer from recency bias on that one though. That's a good call though. That's a, that's a good ship. I'm gonna go with uh, one of my other favorites is um, the fiery phoenix from Battle of the Planets. Do you know this? Do you know, are you familiar with? I don't Battle think of the I Planets? know what that is. No, I'm gonna find out now. Battle of the Planets is this Japanese import. When I was a kid, they ran it. It's about these this super team of uh, teenagers who dress like birds. <laughs> Okay. All right. Anyway, the, that's not a spaceship, though, right? It's their like main jet. ship. Their main ship is the is the is the Phoenix, and yeah, I don't. And, and so, but the thing is, like, lame. what are you talking about? It's got like the big. Po- anyway, each of the each of the team members has their own ship, 
and they okay. all sort of dock into the they dock into the phoenix and then of course they battle the evil forces of Zarkon or somebody anywho but every episode ends and i don't even understand why they have to do this but the fire the, the phoenix turns into the fiery phoenix and yeah, I see it's that. This, it's like... And it's this this whole thing where it turns into this fiery bird, and then somehow they win because it turns into the fiery bird. They're usually... Oh, I do remember this show. Now I recognize the, these people. It it come it came back as like so Battle of the Plants when I was a kid. It came back as like G Force, and then it okay, came back as the G Force, and then it came back as something else. But you know, that's a terrific spaceship. All right. Well, do you want to do one more? Do I? You got one? Vader's tie advanced from. Star Wars. Episodes. Yeah, you know they uh, they sort of t- the tie advanced is was cool because he was the only one who had one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was the best part about the Which the didn't first make time. Any sense, s- of course. <laughs> right. That's not well, how that's not how planes work. <laughs> he gets one. I I'm Vader. I get the best ship. <laughs> I suppose the argument could be made that it's the only working one that they they haven't built anymore yet. <laughs> Maybe. But it was badass. I mean, because right, it was cooler. It, it was cooler, and the fact that uh, when he flew in that little formation with the advanced in the front and the two regular Tie Fighters to each side, that was that's kick ass. That's yeah. still that those scenes still are awesome. I agree. Yeah, that's a good one. Good call on that one. Is Voltron a is Voltron a spaceship? <laughs> is it as a sh- yeah, I'll, I'll I'll allow it. <laughs> All right, my that'd be my third favorite one. Bit Gundam Wing. Gundam, yeah, the Gundam, or like maybe Yamato, battle, you yeah. know, for you Star Blazers. I was going to ask you fans. if the Shield Helicarrier counted as a spaceship. Yeah, no, it's not a spaceship. Uh, at what point is the upper atmosphere space? <laughs> <laughs> well, when the air goes away, I guess it's a helicarrier. Hey, I got, I got a lame one for you that people will get mad about. Oh, uh, which, which one? Slave One sucks. Oh, Slave One sucks. You know, this this is the funny part about Slave One is that what's the front? What's the because and and with spaceships, here's the funny part because we because all of the our favorite spaceships fly like airplanes, but in space it wouldn't right. really matter if you were going no. backward, forward, because or however. That's why the, the Borg flew a cube. That's why the Borg flew a cube. Yeah, they they're the only people who get it. Yeah, they're, they're like it doesn't matter. What's efficient? Really, yeah. But yeah, Slave One though is like sucks. And like when you land it, it lands on its back. Yeah, so then... you're staring at the sky. Yeah, it's that's ah, messed up. Yeah, Slave oh, you One. got to think late. that it's got some sort of a recline lever where like it sits <laughs> up while it lands. <laughs> and it, like hits the hits the lever, and lays back for the takeoff. That's a bad ship. That's a bad ship. Mandalorians, good armor, bad spaceships. Maybe. All right. That's what it comes down to. All right, oh, go we're see all over Solo. Time now. Go see Solo, a Star Wars story. And All right. perhaps by the time Solo comes out, we'll have done our Avengers episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. We know nothing about it. I'm like, I can't, I, yeah, I, I can't believe I'm dodging spoilers for two weeks. I, every time I see somebody bring it up, like somebody even like an adjacent meme, I just immediately move on. Okay, I can't, I can't do this. Yeah. Which is which leads me to the overtime segment, which is being out of touch. <laughs> <laughs> It's so funny because when we were, you know, when you're kids, you're bagging on your parents about being out of touch. It's very, the last few months have very, it's become very apparent to me how this happens. It happens yeah, you, you and I both. You, you go through, you either go through like this tough stretch at work or you're doing this or that and you're just, you can't get locked into anything that's that's happening in the world. <laughs> Yeah. because you're tired and you've just gone to bed early and got up too late and then did other things and all of a sudden months have gone by you have no idea what's happening <laughs> well especially if you get like trying to live your life right and like I, I find myself like what am I scrolling through Twitter at 1.30 in the morning what are you doing just like, go <laughs> like, to what? bed yeah and I'm like what am I hoping to learn <laughs> Where, and still, I'm somehow out of touch. Right, like some some celebrity stranger ate some bitchin' tacos. That's what you might learn at one thirty in the morning. Uh, that kind of stuff is definitely not in my Twitter feed. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you, you know, think about that. Is like I remember like harassing my parents as recently as like ten years ago. Like, how do we like don't like new music? 
And they're like, they don't really have a reason, right? Because there is no reason. Because what you learn when you get older is that you just sort of accidentally start time slicing shit out of your life. Right. Right. And then the, uh, and then, or just comparing every song that, like, my kids listen to, to songs that have already been played. And I make my daughter do this because we have an Apple Music. So we have Apple Music. And uh, I pay for the subscription because it's, I figure if she bought one record, if like as a family, if you buy one CD, if you're interested in one CD mm-hmm. a month, mm-hmm. I have a family Spotify as, subscription. Yeah, you might as well just buy Apple Music and then just get everything, get all the music in the entire world, at the cost of one basically CD a month. Anyway, yeah. So what I'll make her do though is she'll be playing something she likes, and I'll say that sounds exactly like this, and I'll make her mm-hmm. go get. The music, the exact, the exact um, song mm-hmm. that that song sounds like, and and then we'll I'll make her listen to it. So there's this Spotify playlist that we listen to all the time. It's called the Cookout, and it's got like every uh, every song that it, popular songs that fit the playlist. So like uh, SWV's right here, and then immediately following that in the playlist is Human Nature by Michael Jackson, and it does that like six or seven different times. Well, they just like, keep giving you the echo, the yeah, echo of so, the song. Yeah, so they'll play you the newer, like, so they'll play, like, Wild Thoughts, right? Like, Rihanna's Wild Thoughts, and then you'll get uh-huh. Maria Maria right behind it. Right. So <laughs> it's actually, it's pretty good. I think it's that it's, it's the same kind of concept, and I find that enjoyable as an old, certified old. Right, right, just so, and then, you know, but what's the, the bonus of it is, is, you know, now my kids kind of like hair metal. <laughs> So I've I've sort of crossed in I've sort of sucked them into my into my world a little bit. But but I do I do like it when when uh when Lucy spins the tunes in the car. I'll just give her the Bluetooth cuz I've hooked up her phone to the Bluetooth and I just say, you know, if we're going to play golf or we're going somewhere for, you know, if we're going to be in the car for an hour, I'm just like spin the tunes, kid. Can tell me what what do you like? And uh I don't know. What's, she, what's she the pretty... worst thing that she likes? What's the worst thing that she likes? I'm not yeah. really sure. I mean, there's Magic a bunch Dragons. of no, no, <laughs> no. Oh God! <laughs> thank God! Thank God! She doesn't like Imagine Dragons. Oh, that, that, that the band! Worst. Oh my God! That the band's worst. the worst. That band's I thought the worst. Creed was the worst. No, I'd rather. I would gladly listen to every I Creed agree. song in ever made than listen to one Imagine Dragons song. <laughs> Jesus, that's a terrible band. Anyway, um. It's like if you no. let a computer write rock music. Yes, that's bad. <laughs> so she likes these. She likes. She likes sort of pop, pop punky kind of stuff. Sure. Like okay. it's sort of like boy bandy pop punky things. Um, well, like Five Sauce. No, like the Vamps. Okay. Um, so I, I tend to hear that a lot. I hear I hear a lot of Five Seconds of Summer. That's what I said. I thought you were going to call me out on it. So, oh, That's five sauce. I called it on the radio. Oh, five, five sauce. sauce. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you threw that one by me. Yeah. Um, and uh, and then she listens to a bunch of um, she listens to a bunch of uh, like girl girl sung pop that all kind of sounds the same to me. Like there's like Halsey, and then there's mm-hmm. a bunch of girls who sound like Halsey. Yeah. And I I can't tell the difference between them any of them. And then, sure. and then she played this song, and I was listening to it, and it was like filthy, it's like all this cursing. I'm like, who is this girl? She's like, uh, it's a uh, Maggie Linderman. La- Maggie Linderman? Maggie Linderman. Anyway, Maggie Linderman's got. She's she's like, uh, I think she's sort of the more modern take on, on kind of what Avril Lavigne was trying to be in. Huh, 19, yeah, I don't know who this person is. Anyway, she's like, I got my fingers in the air, fuck this shit kind of stuff. And she's like, yeah, this, car, this, this, this song has curses in it. I'm like, I don't know. I've heard all the curse words. What do you, I mean, like, that's what I said to her. She says, yeah, this, this song has curse words in it. I said, I've heard all the curse words. So you could go ahead and play the song. I'm interested. If you're listening to it, I'm interested in hearing it. Have you heard and, that King Princess song, 1950? Uh or it's Maybe. like the chorus, the chorus is like all sing song. He's like, and it's like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> it's really, it's anyway. Check it out, King Princess, nineteen fifty. King Princess, I don't you want to hear someone sing "fuck you" in a really nice way. <laughs> <laughs> but the, uh, I don't know. It, it's, but it really is. I'm just like, okay, great. I mean, fine. These are these are all. I'm glad. You know, someday you're gonna have to torture your children by l- listening to. 
Maggie Linderman with them. I don't know. I just like I don't think it'll. I don't think it's gonna last. But, but, uh, but yeah, it's really fun to have her play songs and then just think, oh yeah, okay. I don't really care about any of these things. I'm gonna go back and listen to Dokken. I really like playing like <laughs> Phil Collins in the house and like over singing like Susudio. Oh, like, that really makes the kids. It makes them uncomfortable. Man, God, my kids fear. They absolutely fear the wrath of invisible touch. If I catch invisible touch on this, on the radio, they are getting it full blast. They're getting <laughs> like on it, <laughs> torturing them with it, which is, uh, which is half the fun of it. I'll be like, uh, Listen to There's these, something about these, those 80s listen songs. To these old, listen to these old farts. <laughs> There's something about, about those 80s touch. songs. Yeah, you got to crank it up. Like the Tears <laughs> for Fears, I got to hit 11 on the dial. Yeah. They're like, what? What are we doing? What are we listening to this crap for? So see, we started the segment by talking about how out of touch we were, and we finished it by talking about Phil Collins and Tears for Fears. So right. clearly, clearly right out of on touch. point. <laughs> <laughs> clearly living. Hey, I'm, I'm not just talking the talk. I'm walking the walk on this out of touch business. Well, the interesting thing is that I hear, like I said to you earlier, I hear a lot of new music. I've just outsourced the finding of it to Spotify completely. Yeah. And so I, I don't, I don't actually, I've, I've become the most embarrassing kind of old, where like I know a song, but I have no idea who it is. Or right. like even at this point, what year it came out, because it's not how music gets served up anymore. It's not about what's newest, right? So it's just, right. it's, I just use the Discover Weekly. Anytime I'm like, I don't know what I want to listen to, I'm just going to put on these 20 songs, and I might end up liking three or four and listening to them again, because that's really all I care about now. Right. It's sort of the curated, like the long, I have the long, like, where I've just, playlist where I've just added songs over the course of like six years. And then I just so... put, then I put that on shuffle when I really want to listen to music I know I like. Mm hmm. And just and just kind of rediscover rediscover stuff as you go. Yeah, that's kind of like the road trip. If I'm driving anywhere for any extended period of time, it's like put that super long playlist on the all songs that I've liked over the last five years. Well, I don't know. That seems uh, that seems better than what I do. <laughs> <laughs> I just turn on the radio and go, "Who's this again? Who who's this?" <laughs> oh, it's Halsey. Anyway, it's always Halsey. For some odd reason. Well, last year it was always Alessia Cara. Oh, yeah. And, and that's not really a different style of music. That's basically the same record. It's the same record. And then there's yeah. the uh, then there's that girl who's stuck in the middle. Yes. She sounds like Halsey. They all oh. sound like Halsey. They all, they all sound like Halsey to me. So, uh, you know, oh. I started a new job recently. And in, the, uh, in this office, in the conference rooms, when, okay, first of all, I tweeted about this. Key innovation at the headquarters here. They play relatively loud music in the John. It's the yeah. great. It's the greatest. It's like so you, can you can a, finally take a dump in peace, even if there's four other dudes in there, because like you can't really. There's no unpleasant noises. You don't. You don't do the flush poo. You ever do that? You ever do that where you flush and poo at the same time? Well, I no man. Do you know what happens when you flush a toilet? Yeah, but it covers the sound of the poo. Yeah, but I don't want to get sprayed with the cloud of bacteria that shoots up out of the believe geyser me, of the toilet. Believe me, you're, 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 the, <laughs> the bacteria is already on you. But, but anyway, the point is, there's music in the office, and then there's also in when the conference rooms aren't booked, the ambient music plays in there. Oh. Okay. Um, and so in the like the first meeting we had, it was like the IT setup part, right? Where you get your computer, and everybody's kind of in there, and it's the IT guys in there. If you have any questions. Mm-hmm. And that stupid middle song starts playing, and I'm like, man, I got to hear this at work now. And that's like the first thing I said out loud at the office. <laughs> so hey, I got a good chuckle out of the out of the new hires there. Nice, <laughs> nice. All right, my man, that's it. I'm it's gonna been spend, fun. I'm, I'm gonna spend the next week being out of touch. All right. Well, at some point we're gonna do an Avengers episode. Yeah. I'd like it to be next week. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Now you just take a take a cocaine and then go to the middle of the midnight uh, show yeah. i couldn't think of the right upper so i just right. went with the actual just, hardcore just, drug just meth it up just like just grab myself a monster <laughs> energy and go to the freaking movies yeah just so we can get the damn show done or we're just gonna not do it one of the or we're just not gonna do it or it's just gonna get old or whatever and it won't it won't matter anyway but anyway All mother's right. day is coming up as a quick reminder make sure you, you you know make sure you send your mom something nice give her a hug virtually or whatever Say hi to your mother for me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, say hi to your mother for me. All right, it's been real. It's been fun. Peace!